Welcome to the Girls Gotta Heal podcast, where we dive into the everyday issues of your modern day resilient healing woman and get real about the ups and downs of healing and personal growth. Navigating our mental health relationships, various setbacks, and grieving those we've lost can get very messy, while we're also trying to figure out who we are. I totally get it, and I'll guide you through. I got you. I'm your host, Karen Pelleggi, and in each episode, we uncover new, empowering topics that you have likely experienced in your journey or will. Empowering one another is so this decade, and so is living up to our full potential. This is the time to become more confident in exploring your relationship with yourself and looking inward. You don't have to have it all figured out today, but you're here and now is a good start. I want you to be your best self. I'm always going to be rooting for you. This girl's got to heal. Welcome to another episode of the Girls Gotta Heal podcast, where we get into our feelings about healing and trauma and just going through life as we're figuring it out. Today, we are talking about how trauma could possibly be showing up in your relationship. This could be a new relationship or existing relationship, but with everything, life is always changing. We're constantly changing As much as we are creatures of habit and really like consistency and feeling comfortable, um, there's things that we can't control and things around us that are constantly changing, whether that's our needs or um, the dynamics in our family or friendships. Um, So we're just having to be flexible. Today, we are talking about relationships. This is one of my favorite things to talk about, as you all know at this point. And I always try to tie trauma back into it because if you are a trauma survivor, we're talking any type of trauma, you know how your day-to-day is so impacted uh, by the things you went through and how your lens has changed. Your trauma is not you, you're not your trauma, but it does play a role in your path going forward. So I think it's really great for us to reflect on what's going on for us now, even if we're in a great place. What's going, what's going well for you? What have you been incorporating? Um, what have you been doing more of? So I am actually basing this podcast episode off of a Instagram post. Um, I have not released the post yet. I don't know which one I'm going to do first, but there's going to be a post that ties into this episode because I feel like there's only so many words I can put in a post and in a caption, and I can talk a lot more about it in an episode Um, I know there's people that are going to have their opinions or that post might not resonate with them. And and that's really okay. Um, Again, all of all the things that I posted, just more for you to reflect and gain a little bit more self-awareness. So, so the post is titled signs that, oh my gosh, give me one sec. I got to find it. Okay. Signs your past trauma may be showing up in your relationship. So there's six different signs As always, it's not an exhaustive list, but these are the ones that I feel are the most prominent um, that I've seen personally, within my circle, and professionally. The first one is, the first sign is that you become reactive and heightened easily when presented with a conflict or opposing opinion. So these these signs are always going to be... they might not resonate with you based on your, the type of trauma that you've been through, but this is just generally speaking. Um, when we go through a traumatic event or we're in crisis for a long period of time, we might, obviously we're going into fight, flight, freeze, fawn mode. Like we're, we're in survival mode. We're in, you know, our nervous system. Everything is just lit up and 
we are forced to have to react and have to survive. So for someone who has been in this state for a prolonged period of time or has not, maybe it was an isolated incident and they haven't really worked through it, um, this can definitely translate into your relationship where when there's a conflict or an opposing opinion, you become like heightened easily. Um, And this just speaks to, um, again, maybe not having spent enough time working through it or just still trying to cope through it. Um, and this this ties back to our self-regulation. So self-regulation is the ability to be calm and alert at the same time. And throughout the day, we are working on self-regulation. You know, you you end up driving and get coffee or in the drive-thru, but the drive-thru is going slow. So that's annoying because you have to get back to work. So you have to regulate yourself. Um, another example could be you're making a really big dinner for the night, but you realize you forgot an ingredient and that totally throws off your night. Or you get into an argument with your parent and that just really upsets you. So throughout the day, there's definitely situations where we, our regulation is being tested. And this is a skill that is so important to learn at such a young age or to practice and continue building as you become an adult. We take it for granted. Sometimes our, based on our upbringing or our parents' parenting style, uh, we didn't always get this. So um, that in and of itself, along with our trauma, can really play into how we regulate ourselves when we are presented with a conflict in a relationship. So that is the first one. The next sign is you frequently debate about how much easier things would be if you were on your own, high urge to walk away. I might have to reword this. So um, (laughs) now that I'm reading it out loud, it doesn't make total sense, but um, you frequently debate how much easier things would be. So basically this speaks to just, again, like the regulation piece of just like not wanting to work through things. And maybe in time you've become really self-sufficient. I know this is true for myself. I've done a lot of work on myself. I've done a lot of Um, reprocessing my trauma, different types of therapy. I've really worked on myself. And now I'm at a point where I feel like I'm completely self-sufficient. So this one even worries me for when I get into my next relationship. If I'm just gonna, I don't know, I've just built these skills and I'm just like, oh, I'm I'm self-sufficient. I don't need this. I could just walk away. But this is part, these these are things that are part of a relationship, having to work through conflict with with a partner. And if you haven't been put in situations where uh, maybe you've seen it healthy, like modeled for you in a healthy way, or you've worked through it in a healthy way, um, it, it could be a challenge for you for sure. Yeah, you might have that urge to walk away. Again, speaking to the uh, fight, flight, freeze, fawn type of response that we do um, get into when we're faced with crisis or prolonged crisis and we have that fatigue, like we might have been kind of wired to be um, responding quite quickly. So it might be a safety thing, like I'm not going to deal with this. This is alerting my body and um, I'm just perceiving it as like, I don't know, something that's easier for me to just walk away from. So that one, I feel like um, that one can, can, I feel like is going to connect with a lot of people. The next sign is you intentionally are testing your partner for them to prove their loyalty. I have seen this so many times with um, my friends growing up and even now as as adults. 
uh, my friends who have gone through their own fair share of trauma and um, difficulties, even in their childhood. Um, the, so their trauma stemming from their childhood or um, their losses and things like that. So, you know, naturally within a relationship, there's going to be points where you are tested and it's not the other person is doing it intentionally. It's just, you know, the universe situations are testing you and you have to work through it. But this is specifically like you are, you know, maybe subconsciously testing your partner because you've had maybe abandonment in your past. You've had people betray you. And I think that it's a really human response, right? We just have to be aware of it and, you know, look inward and be like, where is this coming from? Or what do I need to work through? So testing your partner, this could be, this could be even, um, ah, I got sidetracked. Uh, this could be, um, you know, people, um, going through their partner's phones. Yeah. That, 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 that's honestly the one that comes to mind the most. Um, I've had friends in the past feel like, they just needed to know for sure. Like they had to go into their partner's phone and just like see. And I don't know if this was again, them wanting their partner to prove their loyalty and just like making sure there was nothing there or, you know, um, possibly like starting a conversation or maybe an argument about some insecurities around them talking with other people. I don't know what it is, but yes, this third sign is unintentionally or maybe intentionally testing your partner for them to prove your loyalty. And again, I think it is human. You know, when you go through quite a lot in your life, you do want to make sure you you have the the best people in your life that align with who you are. And we might not be at a point where we're so in tune with ourselves that we can just naturally trust ourselves to do this. So we have to take other steps. Um, And again, I don't think there's anything shameful about it, but it's just an opportunity to to build some awareness. On to the next, hypersensitive in general. So for example, your sense of emotional and physical safety within intimacy. Um, I know this one for sure um, speaks to me. I've definitely had a lot of trauma around feeling unsafe, feeling violated within relationships or um like casual dating. So I'm always very hypersensitive. I'm always on alert. I'm just making sure people come correct. And, you know, and and I think it's sometimes a disadvantage. I always tell myself, you know, just be kind to yourself. This is the reason that you're doing these things. And I do try to work through it in therapy, um, when I am dating and and it does come up for me, but, um, these are things that we do to protect ourselves. We might not even realize it at the time, but you might be hypersensitive. You might be that person that takes a little bit longer to open up to someone or to build intimacy with someone. Um, and if you are seeing someone and they have an issue with that, um, that is a red flag in my opinion. Like you should always be going with each other's pace and be respectful of that. Everyone has different reasons for why the way they why they are the way they are and why they move the way they do. So take the time to actually understand that in the person you're seeing, um, instead of making them feel bad about, about it or making them feel like there's something wrong with them, that they're not on track. The next sign is you've been engaging in addictive behaviors as a way to cope with stressors and healthy conflict that your body perceives as threatening. So, so often when we do go through trauma, um, we do have a little bit of rewiring, right? And again, prolonged, uh, when you're in prolonged crisis, 
um, or have experienced back-to-back losses, back-to-back traumatic events happening, it really, really impacts the way you see things and how you move and how you protect yourself. So there might be something going on within this new relationship or existing relationship um, that is technically like healthy conflict, like could just be an argument over something very typical and um, often that happens, but you might perceive it as a threat or you might perceive it as something more than it is. So that in and of itself could be a sign, but the next step of just engaging in addictive behaviors could be, um, I don't know, could be uh, drinking, um, disordered eating. It could be putting yourself in harmful situations. Um, yeah, I, I, just anything. I feel like addictive behaviors is quite a general uh, topic, but yeah, anything uh, that is going to result in like a very temporary but intense high for you. So um, that one is a big one to unpack, but um, I feel like there's certain parts within this sign, there's also, there's multiple signs within this sign that can, can resonate with people. Um, I think the biggest one being um, how you, like you might be perceiving like healthy typical conflict as being very threatening and very um, invasive for you. And the last one is extremes of either emotionally shutting down through when you're communicating or taking on a caregiver role to your partner like you may have with a parent or relative. Again, uh, human nature, we just, we repeat what we know. We repeat what is comfortable with us, even if it's not the healthy thing. Um, You may have been put in situations in your life where you've had to be uh, an emotional caregiver or um, physical caregiver for your parents or um, be financially responsible um, when taking care of your parent. And I think that it's very natural for that to just like cross over. You can be a very, like very hyper aware of that um, and change it, or you can be hyper aware of it and, but not know how to change it. And then still repeat the pattern of introducing that in your relationship, like becoming that emotional caregiver for your partner. And for sure in relationships, there needs to be emotional support. Um, There needs to be a sense of balance though. There needs to be, it can't just be, you know, give and take from one, one, one person within the relationship. So I think um, I really tried to put like that there's two extremes that, you know, you can either completely shut down or you could be that person that is constantly coming back, not respecting your partner's boundaries, not giving them space, maybe taking on a lot more emotionally within the relationship. And, And again, this is like dismissive of your own trauma. You know, you might just put it to the side and just really take on that you know, compassionate caregiver type of role. And, and yeah, so yes, I think there is a lot here to, to connect with. And, um, you may have experienced each of these signs in a different way, or maybe one sticks out more than the other, but like, like I always say, it's, it's an opportunity to just reflect and understand where you're at, where you've been, your journey, your process, what works for you, what doesn't work for you. Um, relationships are quite complicated. I am, 
I'll be the first to admit I'm a little bit intimidated. I haven't been in a relationship in a while, but I am aware of the ways that my trauma does pop up or has popped up and um, I'm always willing to work through it. So I think, you know, you shouldn't feel shame or you shouldn't like push it down or feel hopeless. Like you're, you know, your, your trauma is part of your journey. It's not everything, but it's a responsibility we have to take and just looking out for ourselves and, and putting in the work. I, I think at the beginning of my healing journey, I used to feel a bit upset. Like I shouldn't have to be going to therapy. I shouldn't have to be doing this. Like I should have never been put in this position. And once I was able to work toward acceptance and shifting my mindset to, Hey, like this is what you can control versus this is what you can control. What are you going to do about it? Um, it really helped me to just frame things a little differently in my mind and, and take charge of my healing journey. So as always, I'm going to leave you with the three questions for you. The first question being, how has trauma showed up in your last romantic relationship? And what did you do about it? How did you work through it? Was it very quick for you to recognize that, hey, this, you know, this is kind of stemming from me and my trauma or stemming from my partner's trauma? And with that, the second question being, have you been in a relationship where you've noticed that your partner's trauma was influencing the way that they communicated, um, problem solved, and the way they showed affection and intimacy? And the third question is, where do you draw the line? Like, what is your threshold when it comes to building a new relationship or romantic relationship? And, um, you know, you notice there is trauma showing up for either you or your partner. What is the cutoff point? What are you not willing to deal with? What is your breaking point? And this, this one I ask because I recently, I don't think I've shared this, but I recently like matched with this guy on a dating app and he seemed great. My formula is I always have to have a phone call before I meet anybody. And I have filtered out like dozens of people because of this. And I, I really thank myself for doing this because gas is expensive. My time is, you know, worth it. And I just don't want to waste any of those. So, um, this person within our first call, within the first 15 minutes, trauma dumped on me hard barely got a word in for 50 minutes. And for me, his trauma wasn't what was the issue. Like it wasn't that he'd gone through, you know, he, he did have a lot of, um, sexual assault in his past and, um, that was inflicted on him, uh, a lot of addiction. And honestly, those things weren't like scary to me. And, and if they are to you, like, that's totally fine. We each have our own threshold of, of what we want or what we don't want in a relationship. But for me, the biggest issue was his communication. And that's not something that I was willing to to budge on. This was someone who, A, was not mindful of who he was speaking to. He he trauma dumped. Um, He wasn't like pausing, checking in with me, asking me questions. I, I tried my best to like validate him. But at the same time, I felt like it was quite inappropriate for a first call. But uh, that can be a controversial um, d- discussion in and of itself. Um, I might bring that one into um, the next podcast episode or two. So I'm going to leave you with that. The next Girls Gotta Heal peer support group is starting in June. I've taken a bit of a break from it. I'm really excited to bring it back. If this is something you're interested in, 
please reach out. You can um, fill out the sign up form on the website, um, DM me, just reach out and um, I'll get you started. There's a whole process because um, I want to make sure that everyone always feels safe and comfortable and we're doing things the right way. But it's a great opportunity to connect and meet new people um, in a really small, safe environment that's facilitated by me. I bring on new topics and we really focus on your relationship with yourself, where you're at, what's going on for you. And it is a great way to incorporate some self-care in your week. So I hope you take some time to look at your relationships, reflect on them, and most importantly, reflect on your relationship with yourself. What are you needing right now? What is calling you and needing your attention? 